Welcome to the Modern Building Podcast with David Bernstein, a well-renowned modern builder specializing in innovative homes and green building technology. David is a passionate entrepreneur with over 15 years experience in the building industry. In this podcast series, he shares key insights and gives you the tools to maximize your success and minimize frustration. Join David as he walks you through the many complexities of building a modern home, answering your questions and helping bring the vision of your modern dream home to life. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm the host of the Building Modern Podcast, David Bernstein, and I'm excited to share some of my thoughts and insights in this podcast series. I decided to start this podcast series due to the overwhelming recurring questions I get from clients, potential clients, and even just people around the world that either want to or in the midst of building a modern home. This first episode, we're going to address three very common questions that come up early in the design phase. They are number one, how do I ensure my floors won't squeak? Number two, how do I make sure my house feels more solid and soundproof? And number three, is a flat roof as reliable as a slope roof? So let's get started on question one. How do I ensure my floors don't squeak? Floor systems are often sized according to building code. Problem is building code allows for a considerable amount of deflection or sag and bounce. It's strong enough that it's not going to collapse, but it's not necessarily comfortable. So the manufacturers of floor systems actually came up with a new rating, a comfort rating that you can apply to floors, ensuring that your floors are strong and that if somebody's walking by, say 10 feet away, and you're sitting in a chair nearby, you're not going to feel that vibration of them walking around. So you want to make sure that you're sizing your joists according to comfort. It's actually pretty crazy how many homes are being built, nice high-end homes, without this rating in mind. So that's number one. After you got your joist sized for comfort, you also want to make sure you're using an appropriate subfloor. Now back in the day, three quarter inch plywood, that was the, the bee's knees of subfloors. It was a serious upgrade from the 5 8 particle board going in every subdivision, so people felt pretty good about three quarter ply. Truth is, now three quarter ply is uh, pretty basic, and we've moved up from there, and we've used products like Edge Gold. Um, or other man-made manufactured products that are far superior than even plywood. So you've got your joist size for comfort, you've got your edge gold, uh, now you got to be sure that you not only nail that subfloor down but you got to glue it and you got to screw it. Uh, most builders are doing that these days but uh, make sure that you're doing it that way because it's the only way to make sure that you're not going to get squeaks. The other source of squeaks beyond the floor system not being strong enough or not being built well enough is whatever floor you're actually putting down. So you're going to have to follow your manufacturer specifications for how you're going to put whatever floor it is that you're going to put down. And as long as you do that, you should be good. The only other thing that may have an impact on your floor is the humidity levels in your home. You want to make sure that you've got a relative humidity of about 40%. And the only way to do that is to have a system that can achieve that. So you want to have a system that can add moisture and a system that can take moisture away in your home, maintaining that 40% year long. 
We'll certainly talk about this more in future episodes when we get into HVAC systems and what you need to look out for there. So hopefully that was helpful and you feel more confident moving into this process and making sure you don't have squeaks. So let's get on to question number two. How do I make my house feel more solid and be more soundproof? Well, I'll be honest, soundproofing is a little bit of an obsession of mine. I personally love soundproofing my homes. We do a minimum standard um, through all of our homes uh, just to bring it up to you know what I think is a is as I said a minimum standard. Uh, this minimum standard usually includes just filling all the cavities in the ceiling and the walls with some kind of bat insulation. We always use resilient channel on the ceilings. Resilient channel is just a thin strip of metal that basically acts as a break or a divide between your drywall and whatever it is you're screwing to, usually the floor joists. That resilient channel will reduce sound transfer between floors. It'll also make sure that you've got a nice, smooth, straight ceiling. So we love resilient channel. But beyond those two simple things, there are dozens of options to soundproof your home. Now we've gotten into some pretty crazy ones, but uh, to name some standard options, Sonopan, which is basically foam board, is a great option to you know space between your stud wall and your drywall. Um, there's also drywall that's built with a layer of rubber in the middle of it called soundproof drywall. So you can use this drywall to reduce sound transfer between walls. You can use it on one side, you can use it on both. And then you can even build two walls. Uh, this is something we do in home theaters, for example, when you really need to stop sound transfer. So you build one wall and then you stagger the studs and build another wall, uh, maybe an inch apart. And then you can do whatever you want in those walls to, to increase your sound attenuation with with insulation and other layers of drywall. So you want to make sure your house is soundproof or at least minimally soundproofed because that makes your home feel more solid. Uh, I don't know how else to say it, but when you're in a when you're in a home that's you know has a lot of hollow walls, you can just tell by the way that sound travels. Um, the other thing you want to make sure and you know it's silly that I even have to mention this, but I'll still go into some sort of semi-custom homes and you know open a door and it's it's hollow. Hollow doors are insanely bad for sound attenuation and they are also uh, they feel as cheap as they are. So you want to make sure that you're using solid doors better for sound, better quality. The heavier the door, the more quality it feels. That's the the general rule. So we like to use wood doors in all of our all of our homes, but uh, you can use something else that's not wood, um, something more solid, but as long as it's not hollow. And finally, you don't want to just soundproof between rooms or between floors. You also want to soundproof the things that you don't want to hear uh, that are in the walls. So things like plumbing drains. You don't necessarily want to hear your son or daughter take a shower upstairs or you know, have to listen to a toilet flush when you're in the basement. There are different ways to make sure that that sound and those sounds are not transferring through the walls and through the ceilings. The first thing you got to do is pay attention to what type of drains you're using. A standard ABS drain is the worst 
for sound transfer. It is going to be loud. So you want to move to something thicker. You can use thick-walled PVC, um, or you can even go as far as using cast. Cast is going to be way more expensive. Uh, it's a lot more expensive to buy. It's a lot more expensive to work with, but cast iron drains are substantially better at uh, withholding that sound. Um, but if you do go with a thick-walled PVC, for example, which is a happy medium, you also need to insulate you know, all around those things. And you don't want to insulate with something that's rigid. Uh, people often are, you know, automatically assume that spray foam is the best insulator. It's a good soundproofer. It is a terrible soundproofer. Uh, anything that is hard uh, and stiff is going to be a brutal transfer for sound. So you want materials that are softer, um, like a simple fiberglass bat or a rock saw bat to reduce that sound transfer. I hope that gives you a little bit of a better understanding as to how to make your house feel more solid and be more soundproof. So let's move on to question number three. Is a flat roof as reliable as a slope roof? Now I can tell you I have this question come up almost on every build that we're about to build. People are freaked out about water, um, as am I. <laughs> So it's a valid question and it's one that we have to answer carefully because there is no such thing as, you know, just a slope roof and its reliability and a flat roof and its reliability. Now there's more than one way to do a flat roof and to do a slope roof. But if we want to talk about the most popular, I would say the most popular for sloped is an asphalt shingled roof and the most popular for a flat roof would probably be two ply mod bit which is the double layer torch down method. So when you're comparing these two, uh, there's a clear difference in how long you can expect them to last. The sloped asphalt roof, you're gonna get 10, 15 years, maybe 20 years if you're really lucky and you're using a really good shingle. For the flat roof, 10 years is, is guaranteed if it's done properly, 20 years is expected, and some roofs are lasting 30 years or more. Uh, it just depends on, you know, exposure and the details. But these roofs are the roofs you're going to find on high-rise buildings. You're going to find them on strip malls. You're going to find them, you know, protecting banks and, and commercial-type buildings. So in those situations, you know, they want to invest in a roof for the long term. Whereas the residential world is a little bit more short-sighted in so far as, you know, how we're putting on those roofs. Now, I, for one, am not a huge fan of asphalt shingles, period, ever. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me to be putting something on a home that is to protect it from the elements that is guaranteed to fail in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, so we like to, to go with products that are uh, have a little bit more longevity, like metal roofs, for example, but, but you can't really compare that to a flat roof. Um, the one way you can make a flat roof uh, last a lot longer is by adding a green roof. Uh, that stops the UV from being able to get to the roof. You can't really do that with a slope roof. Um, so if you're, if you're doing a traditional two-ply mod bit roof on a flat roof and you add a green roof to protect it, you can expect 50 plus years all day long on that roof if it's done right. Now there is a little bit of a caveat that I have to add. Um, which applies to anything really, but specifically with flat roofs, 
uh, in today's market, at least where I am here in Canada. The popularity of these flat roofs have skyrocketed as residential home construction has adopted these type of roofs uh, far more than they used to. So that has opened up an opportunity for smaller companies, newer companies to start dabbling in this type of roofing system. And so you can get a mix of um, results and uh, reliability expectations just because uh, you're you're using you know labor and companies that aren't as familiar with it. So what you want to do is you definitely want to talk to the manufacturer of the of the bigger uh, two ply mod bit products in your region, and you want to ask them who they recommend because you don't want to be uh, taking any extra risks when it comes to your roof. And who does your roof is way more important than how your roof is done uh, or with what product. Um, the other thing you want to make sure of if you're in a cold climate like I am is your roof drains. Uh, if they are internal, you want to make sure those things have a heat trace in them. So you want to plan to have some kind of uh, an outlet or some kind of electrical to get up to the roof so you can plug those heat traces in and every single one of your, uh, your drains will have one of those heat trace wires go through it and ensure that nothing is freezing in there and, and causing any problems. So if you do it right, and you do it with the right people, you're gonna have no problems uh, with a flat roof system. And that just about does our first episode here. Please feel free to reach out, leave a comment, or if you could find us on our website at dbcustomhomes.ca or find us on Instagram at dbcustomhomes. Thanks for listening to the Building Modern Podcast. Take care. <laughs>